Greetings, everybody. Pastor Ron Russell coming to you right here from the sanctuary of PTC Ministries here in Connorsville, Indiana. I'm so thankful for the privilege to uh, come into your home today or wherever you may be finding us. But uh, I am delighted to be able to uh, introduce to you today some very special people uh, that's taken time out to join me today. And we're going to have a conversation uh, with these three men that I believe is going to be uplifting and encouraging. I will give you a disclaimer. I have no idea what you're going to hear from a few of them. Uh, but uh, these are uh, two of my brothers, um, Brother Tim, and uh, he's kind of in the middle of the bunch. And then the eldest uh, of our family is Pastor Phil. And then we see sitting right here to the left of me is my father, uh, 95 years of age and still going strong, uh, still loving the Lord, still staying in the Word. And uh, I just want to say to all three of you, thank you uh, for taking time and being with us today. And uh, we're expecting just the Lord to speak uh, through every one of you uh, this afternoon. And uh, so uh, we're just going to jump in and uh, just begin to have a conversation concerning the things of the church and where we find ourselves today. I know our world is full of uncertainty, uh, but today we know one thing is certain, and that is Jesus Christ is still Lord. And uh, so we're so thankful for that. Uh, and uh, so, Tim, I'll just begin with you, and we'll just kind of walk around the circle here for a moment. And uh, I know you've been traveling a lot of miles and doing a lot of things and personally witnessing to a lot of people as you travel. And, uh, but we thank you for being here today. And uh, yeah, I know we're getting into the Christmas season. Uh, what is it that you feel like the Lord has put it on your heart uh, today as we're just kind of sitting here and getting ready to go down memory lane a little bit? But uh, right now, what do you feel like the Lord's really just kind of putting in your heart today? Well, today is, is a special day to be with my two brothers, my dad. Um, like you said, I've been doing a lot of traveling in the last two and a half years. Met a lot of people. People's hurting. People are wanting something. But it comes back to my memory a few years back when my brother-in-law passed away and his two daughters and my wife was standing by his bedside. And we was there in the Middletown Hospital and we watched the passing of him and the girls was pretty young and the cry to their father has was so strong that they knew they was losing their father but as I stood there and he had passed the Holy Ghost spoke in my spirit over seven years ago the cry to the father and I thought if we were ever in a time and a situation today is that we must cry out to the Father yes. if we want to see a change. Yes. And I've been able to talk to many people. Um, I drove 2.8 times around this world since this year delivering RBs. Many times I can tell you if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here sitting with my family. But God has always watched over me. Right. And today, we look at our past. I 
was raised in a Christian home, but I got out of it for several years. But I realized one thing, that I still needed a Savior. Yes. And I knew that my only hope was that back when I rededicated my life to God over 17 years ago, that He forgave us. Yes. He cleansed me and set me free. Yes. And today, I'm thankful to have a dad that taught me right. Yes. And never give up because Jesus is our answer and He's our everything. And I believe the cry has been going out to the Father because there's a change. I believe there's a revival that's just in Him. Amen. Very, very good word. I believe that. And I think the cry of the Father is something that's very, very much needed and very much alive. And Pastor Phil, I'll just uh, jump to you and you just run with that train of thought, if you would. Uh, do you feel like and do you sense or do you see? I, I believe that we can say and sense there's something changing, something different. But I do sense that people are beginning to make that cry. Uh, what, what's your take on that and what do you feel like the Lord is saying to you during this time of spiritual transition, I believe, that we find ourselves in. Well, I think the season is in the church that we've been reawakened to the fact that our Father is a Father of love. Absolutely. And He is Abba Father. And He has always been near us. Yes. We are the ones that drifted even as a church, we drifted from the reality of this intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. But circumstances has caused us to refocus. True. Uh, to look again to our Heavenly Father. And I believe from the depth of the heart of the church in America and places around the world, they, I say they, I'll just say it this way, we are returning to the Father in a, in a measure of uh, uh, rededication, uh, one term in, in the tooling industry would be recalibrate. Right. I, think, I think the church is recalibrating uh, its relationship with Father and with Christ I believe we are understanding again the importance of fellowship. Yes. Holy Spirit spoke to me last month on behalf of our church and the fellowship that, and, and I was just writing and we'd had intercessory prayer and I went back into the office and I wrote in bold letters, 2022 is to be a year of fellowship. And a year of fellowship for what? With our Heavenly Father. Yes. And with one another. Yes. There is no way that we can move forward in faith and move forward with the dominion God expects us to have in this hour, in this season. We cannot have it without having fellowship. And fellowship from fellowship we garner strength it's yes. iron sharpening iron yes and and with that we 
we have a fresh perspective of the heart of God. Right. And I say this often, the, the heart of God has always been redemptive. Yes. And it goes yes. back to what Tim was just saying. He, scripture teaches us he's married to the backslider. Absolutely. And, and those out there in the world, those that have left the church, those that have left through the back door, mm-hmm. they're wanting to come back through the front door. But the only way they're going to come back is to experience the Father's love through us. Absolutely. And everything about Heavenly Father is redemptive. Yes. And I believe fellowship with, within the body of Christ and fellowship with Him brings to us the reality the, the, the reality that people outside these walls are wanting to come back. Yes. They have a hunger to come back. They just want to see God in us. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's exciting. I believe it's a very exciting time. And I believe that, uh, I believe what we can say is many of our horizontal relationships have suffered greatly because of, uh, of this relationship, basically, has suffered the intimacy uh, with our Heavenly Father. Uh, but I do feel like that we're in a place where God is calling us back uh, to a place of experiencing Him on a more intimate level. And He's done that by and through, I think, and we're seeing a freshness of it through the wooing uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, in this season. I'm reminded, and then we'll get to Dad in just a moment, but I, and I shared briefly on Sunday here in the church, but I was taken back when Hezekiah began to reign, and he, the first month of his reign at 25 years of age, he understood that the, that the temple could no longer stay as it was, and he went and he opened the doors, he repaired those doors, but then he called to the, the priest and the Levites, and he simply said, you have to sanctify yourself and you have to position yourself uh, to cleanse the holy place. And I believe that we have been going through that. There's been a purging. Maybe we didn't realize what was taking place uh, to the full extent of it, but there has been a purging uh, in the house of the Lord because through all of the craziness, uh, we have discovered that we do need each other and that there has been some things that's defiled us. Uh, maybe not intentionally, but there's been a purging of that. And I notice in that story that eight days later, the house of the Lord is cleansed, it's purged, everything's back before the altar of the Lord. And the 16th day of that month, they began to go back to Hezekiah and say, we've done everything that you wanted us to do. And immediately he took some rams and some he goats and they began to do that sacrifice. But then in the midst of that, there was a heart change because just a few days before, nobody was concerned about anything that was going on. But those in Jerusalem and Judah, there was a suddenly that happened in their heart and they brought an abundance back to the storehouse uh, of the Lord and the priests could not even fulfill their duty. The Levites had to come alongside and help them. And there was an increase that suddenly came because the people's heart was touched because what they really saw was priest and Levites in fellowship with the Father again that they hadn't saw. And I believe as we're getting into that place of fellowship again, especially with the leadership of the church in America, I believe that there's going to be a heart change as we go into the year 2022. 
I believe there's a heart change of the people where there's going to begin to be passion and desire to be back uh, and to experience something greater than what we have in recent years. So we, I agree, it's an exciting time and it's an encouraging time. And, uh, but today, Dad, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, you've heard us talk a little bit, talking about the love of the Father and those types of things, and we are truly been blessed, uh, not just with a heavenly Father, but we've been blessed with a, a great earthly Father. And we stand here, sit here rather, with gratitude, and our hearts are just open to, uh, to the love that uh, you and Mom have always showed us and, and have always been kind and gracious and always been the example to us. So what do you feel at 95 years of age... You're still reading, still studying, still praying, still sharing the good news. You and I, we spent the day together, and we've, we've preached to each other all day long. Yeah. But what we're talking about now goes right along with what we've been talking about, and that is the redemptive message of Christ. And uh, what do you feel about that, the, the message of Christ, the, the redemptive message? Uh, how, how do you sum that up, or how do you share that with our audience today? Well, I believe, I believe the Word of God. I believe the Bible to be handed down to man, from God to man. And I think today that I can't do nothing, and I don't think you, my sons, can do anything without God. Absolutely. And he said, Behold, I come in the volume of the book. And there's no way that a man or woman or boy or girl can go to heaven without the Word of God. And he said, if I come in the volume of the book, then why would, a, why would American people in the nations of the world throw the book away? He said, the word that I speak unto you their spirit, and their life. Right. Now, if you reject the Word of God and you don't pay any attention to the Old and the New Testament, so you got the law and you got the prophets. And then you got, in the New Testament, you got the disciples. So you got the law and the prophets are telling you that the church ages are coming. Mm -hmm. The church age is here. Yes. All right, what, if, uh, what, if, what about this generation that goes to church and never goes back to the Bible and studies what the church is supposed to do? He said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. Say, if you throw the book away, then you throw the church away. If the, if, the, if the church is in the Bible and you believe the Bible, then you've got to study the Bible. You've got to pray and ask God to give you wisdom, give you knowledge, give you understanding about the prophets and about the apostles. And the old prophets, all of them prophesied that one day Jesus Christ is going to come. Right. Well, the prophets prophesied that Jesus is going to come. 
And if you know in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts, and all of them little books that Paul wrote, all of them tells you about the church of God. Right. And he said the church is well out of blemish and well out of spot. And there's nothing wrong with the church. Right. But the reason why we got a lot of people in the building that I think they need to be in the church. <laughs> they're Careful in now. the building, <laughs> but they're not in the church. You know what I'm saying? I do. And that's I, why we I have say, to come back I, to the I Word. I thank God for every man and every woman and every boy and girl that comes to the church. And they come for Timmy and, uh, and uh, Philip and uh, Ronnie. So you brothers, I thank God for you three, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we got three here. Praise God, a representative. Uh, it's a representative of church. I told you, you didn't know what you was going to hear, so just well, stay with me. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm a saying. I'm just saying we're not the church. We're part of the church. We all have a role to play, right? Well, you got a role to play. And uh, the word you find it, and where you find this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and all the uh, the little uh, little uh, Galatian, yeah, Matthew, and all them little books of Paul wrote. He wrote it to the church, and there's no reason. There is no reason that any man or any woman. And in the world, or in America especially, that could be ignorant of God's Word. Why do you say that? Because he said, I come in the volume of the book. Now, if you want to throw, if you want to throw God away, I'll tell you what to do. Sinner man, sinner woman, backslider, just throw the Bible away. And when you pitch the Bible out the window and out the door, you put God away. If God come in the volume of book, why do you reject the book? I think that's where our responsibility comes back to bring the word back. That's your preacher. That's you. Yeah, and I believe we're that's doing Philip that. That's Philip and that's Timmy. Yeah. If you throw away the book, what do you do? You throw away God. He said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. Do you know anything about the book? You got the book in your home, you got it in the office, and you got it in the churches. But how many people in the church reads the book every day? He said, it is study to show thyself approved that worketh that that's not a shame. Right. Study to show thyself approved a workman that never be ashamed. Right. So a man that's a preacher, he should study the Word of God. He should preach the Word of God, and he should live by the Word of God. Right. And if he don't do that, he's a hypocrite. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Phil, you want to jump in? Well, it's, it's part of our responsibility to inspire the people to study the Word of God. Amen. But we can't inspire them unless we our doers. Definitely. We must be students of the Word. Definitely. We almost, as leaders, we have to always have a teachable spirit. Definitely. The Holy Spirit teaches us. We hear other men and women teaching and preaching the Word of God that that 
is part of our receiving instruction, but the, the main, the main uh, source is, like you say, the Word of God. When we study the Word of God, we become secure Amen. in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. We also become secure in our personal relationship yes. with one another, which causes us then to have a thriving fellowship. And as leaders, we become father figures in some form or another. Absolutely. Whether it's in the fivefold ministry and, and the characteristics of each of those fivefold uh, ministries, there, there's a father figure in that. Amen. Tim, as he began his uh, words this, this, this evening, his, he was speaking as an evangelist. Right. I mean, you could, you could hear the, the evangelist in Tim coming forth there. Why? He has a heart uh, for the loss, for the backslider. Yes. He, he, he can relate to, to being lost. He can be relate, he can relate to uh, being in a backslidden state. Yes. And he can relate to being restored. Yes. And then the call of God coming on his life. So he speaks in an evangelistic manner, an encouraging manner. And then each of us speak in different uh, modes of the fivefold. But it's, it's all reflective of our Heavenly Father. True. Just as Dad is our uh, earthly father. And he, he says he loves us all. <laughs> Don't go there, Phil. Don't go there. Um, I, I think <laughs> we have an audience. Don't go there. But, but, uh, and and that, that love has been demonstrated. Yeah, I love all of it. For me, it's 71 years. Yes. And I think he's loved me most of those 71 years. But uh, it, it, it's a beautiful thing that we can sit here and talk to our Heavenly Father and have a good relationship with Him and have good conversation. But I'm mindful of something that I was preaching and teaching a few weeks ago. When I first got saved, or when the Holy Spirit began to deal with me, and then I received the call, it seemed like the voice of God was a trumpet voice. Mm -hmm. It was loud. I wasn't as wise as I am now. I was still in my youth. And, and the voice of God was loud. But now, after all of these years, the voice of God is not loud. It's a still, small voice. Amen. And a still, small voice is because we're close. Right. And that's where we have to be in our relationship with the Heavenly Father is He speaks to us in such a manner that it's a still, small voice. And it's that way because we're close. Yes. And this is what the world wants to see from the church. That's what it wants to see from men and women of God. They want to see that we're close to God and that they can look at our lives and say, they know God. Amen. And that's so important tonight. Absolutely. I find that there is, in this season, that there is a hunger uh, for more. We know this from our day-to-day -day lives. People are, are hurting. There's full of uncertainty. And honestly, I think for the... We've always dealt with it on some level, but we have never dealt with it on the level we're dealing with it right now. And that is that there is spiritual warfare in a very intense manner. 
and that there is a demonic, and I say it demonic intentionally because it is, it is a demonic spirit of fear that's trying to grip the hearts of people. But what he meant for evil, I believe, has been turned for the good yeah. of those that will put their faith and trust in the Lord because it's prompted men and women to self-examine and to look, and they've saw those voids, and now they're searching. And that's why I believe it's never been... Uh, more imperative than right now for church leaders as well as men and women of the church in general uh, to make sure that we have a, lit our candle, so to speak, and put it under a bushel. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and simply said that a gospel that is hid is like having no gospel at all. Our lives have got to be in a place where we are visibly uh, serving and visibly loving uh, not just one another, but that we're in tune with our Heavenly Father in a very unique and, and uh, very special way at this time. Uh, they're telling me that I'm getting close to being out of time uh, for this segment, so uh, I want to just go real quickly. Uh, Tim, I, and you were talking about the heart of the Father. Um, I want to ask the question, and you just, uh, and we'll go through the short answers real quickly. Number one is, uh, we know that you was away from the Lord for many years, but then you've been back 17 years, I believe you said, now, and the Lord has done such a work in your life, and is still going to work in your life. But to encourage those that may be uh, logging in and listening to us, when you come back to that time, if you go back in your mind 17 years ago, uh, you didn't have to beg and plead. You just had to simply call. And what's that look like? If you was telling somebody they find themselves just in a place where they feel lost, because I, I had a gentleman meet me at the gas pump uh, on Sunday, and he's just like, I, I feel lost. And right there at the gas pump, we was just able to talk, and, uh, and he prayed, and he rededicated his life to the Lord. It, it's not this hard thing, is it? It's just, uh, how would you describe that to somebody that may be feeling that way today? What would you tell them? I think if I look back 17 years ago when I rededicated my life, it was very easy that uh, after all that years that I'd get away from God and if it hadn't been for God, I, I wouldn't be here today. But I just simply called out and said, God, forgive me of my past. And I thought, when I rededicated my life, I'd done it whole heart and soul. Before that, it was like I was in church in my younger years, but I really never did have a relationship with the Lord and Savior. But now I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And it brings back a few weeks ago, I walked into a bank and was talking to a young lady. And she said, you're always got a smile. She says, why are you so happy? I said, because Jesus is always with me. Amen. And she says, well, I go to church. I, I asked the question. I said, I hear that all the time. I go to church. I know God. I said, but there's more to it. 
we must have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Yes. And today, to have that relationship, and like I said, to travel all over this country and been many places, and to talk to individuals that say they know God, but do not have a relationship. Our work as leaders, pastors, is to show the love. It's simple to be forgiven. All you have to do is call out on Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. We're so thankful for what God is doing uh, in your life and your ministry, as well as Pastor Phil. Phil, uh, closing comment, something you'd like to say, uh, you just uh, share with the people, was there something that you sense in your spirit today when it comes to the church? Here we are closing out a year, getting ready to go into a new year. I believe there's some exciting times coming. I believe there is some challenges, uh, definitely. But what, what, do you, what would you say to encourage the body of Christ during this season? I think it goes back to a song that sometimes we sing. He's a good, good father. Amen. I think that's indisputable. That's a fact. And we have to live that out in our lives. Yes. In everything that we do. Uh, I'm not disappointed in the state of the church right now. I'm excited about the state of the church. We, as leaders, sometimes we, we have to stop and we evaluate what's going on. We, we have to discuss sometimes what we call negative things. But in the midst of all of it, since COVID and all of these right. kinds of things, the the work of the Holy Spirit has righted this great ship called Zion that was listing. Mm -hmm. it, was, yeah. it, it was overtaken by some things it shouldn't have been overtaken by. But I see, I see the church righting itself. Yes. In, in a passion that we haven't experienced, I believe, in decades. So I'm full of passion, full of optimism that, uh, and, and all of this is happening for one purpose. All of this stuff that's been going on and we've been going through in, in our nation and around the world, it, it's, it's for one divine purpose, and it's the harvest. Absolutely. It's the harvest. Yes. All of this wouldn't have been happening mm -hmm. except God's getting our attention so that we could return to what we were commissioned to do. Absolutely. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. And the fivefold ministry for the equipping of the saints. Mm -hmm. For the equipping of doing the ministry. Absolutely. And what is that? It's harvest time. Absolutely. All right. Let's reach the harvest. Amen. Amen. You answered my question because I was going to ask you, do you feel like that this is what it's bringing it to? Because our focus has totally changed. And not just from the platform, but I believe within the heart of the people is our focus has turned to the harvest. And uh, we are so thankful uh, for what God is doing, so what the Holy Spirit is doing. Uh, thank you, Tim, Phil, Dad, uh, for joining me today. And uh, to those of you that are watching, I just want to take a moment and I just want to say thank you 
for joining us for this, uh, this episode of our Equipping for Harvest uh, ministry uh, here at PTC Ministries. We're so thankful for what God is doing in this house as well as what's going on in the ministries that these men are involved in and where they're working at. Uh, and we're all working together. We may be in different places, but we're all got the same vision, and that is to reach the world uh, with the greatest message, the redemptive message, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And today, if you're a little discouraged, you're a little down, uh, please be encouraged because you have a heavenly Father who loves you. And not only that, there is a church uh, across this globe that has the love of the Father in it, so that means that there is men and women that love you right where you are. So I want to be one to just encourage you, and if somebody hasn't told you today, let me tell you, let this panel of men tell you that we love you, and we're praying for you, and we're believing for miracle-working power uh, to come into your lives and into your situations. Uh, but as we get ready to get off here today, I just want to pray a blessing over you. If you just join me right where you are, uh, let, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you today for these men of God. Lord, we thank you for those that are watching us and will be joining us at a later time. But Lord, I pray that the blessings of the Lord would be upon them. I pray that you would bless their families. I pray that you would bless them as they go to the workplace, as they go through the holiday season. Lord, I pray today that your will would be done and that you would be exalted in all things in their life. And Lord, we ask it in the precious name that's above every name, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. amen. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, keep serving the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. It's Pastor Jade here. I want to thank you for watching today. I pray that this message spoke directly to you and challenged and transformed your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to invite you to connect with us on social media and stay up to date with what's happening here at PTC. And I pray that you have a great week and a great year in the Lord. We love you.